5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, so last time we met, we were finishing up the Old Testament. I kind of just wrapped it all up with the dysfunctional family. And before we jump to the New Testament, I want to, you know, take a, a small moment, a small break, almost like the intertestamental times between Old Testament and New Testament, and take a little bit of a, a detour. Now, let me give you, you know, some background. So one of the, the podcasts that uh, we did last year um, it was right after one of the uh, Christian apologists, Ravi Zacharias, had passed away. I did a podcast talking about how um, that uh, ministry of his had impacted, you know, some of the things that, that I taught and did and all kinds of stuff. Um, I talked about the time that I saw him speak at the Iowa Prayer Breakfast, and, uh, and, and I think he was, you know, he's a, he was a great speaker. Now, um, I don't know how many of you, this, this may just fly over people's heads because they you know, don't know who this is, um, but Ravi Zacharias, um, as it came out after his death, they did a private investigation or an outside investigation of some allegations against Ravi, and it came back that there were multiple, multiple uh, issues of sexual either abuse and uh, spiritual abuse um, uh, that he had committed, and there was even an instance of a rape. And this is something, you know, that, you know, why am I going to go back and, and look at it? Primarily because there are people, you know, that, that podcast, I think because Ravi Zacharias is known, is that it gets in the search box, and, uh, and you find out... Um, you know, that, that people were memorializing him, you know, uh, upon his death. And there were many like it, you know, so I'm not saying my, you know, the five minutes with Phil memorialization of Ravi Zacharias is better or whatever, greater. All I'm just saying is that there was one and it still gets a lot of listens, um, even though it was, you know, almost a year ago. And so when, when I'm looking at that, and the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I believe that the church becomes silent, um, especially when celebrity preachers or people who have a big name within uh, the, the body of Christ have these issues that come up, whether it's sexual allegation or actual known sexual abuse that happens. And for far too long, the church remains silent on it. They almost like, oh, well, that's not good. We'll just try, you know, not to, uh, um, to talk about it. And remaining silent on it is not good. Silence equates almost like the, you know, the, the one uh, guy said, he said, uh, you know, if, if you remain silent, you're already picking a side. And I feel like if we remain silent on this, then, then we are picking the side of the oppressor. And this is not a good stance to be able to take. And so what I wanted to be able to, to look at, and, and this is what I find in celebrity culture um, today, and, I'm, and yes, even primarily, celebrity culture within the church 
Now, I know for, for some people, like, this sounds odd. Like, why would we have celebrities within the church with celebrities within the body of Christ? And this happens because people have podcasts, people have, you know, platforms that, you know, television um, or, you know, uh, YouTube. You know, there's all kinds of ways that people put themselves out there. I mean, just like we're doing, right? We're putting this out there. Now, some people are doing it so that they can be famous. And that celebrity kind of culture that it exists, that people aren't looking to be a pastor, they're looking to be a well-known speaker. And this is a danger. This is a danger that if what we're trying to be about is a celebrity culture, and what happens within these celebrity environments the celebrity pastor, the celebrity leader, then feels like they have no one that they should be held accountable to. And as with Ravi Zacharias, he had a ministry named after him. And this ministry then was centered and focused. Um, Yes, they talked about Jesus, and yes, they talked about spiritual issues, um, but the ministry itself became big, and it became something that they said, well, we can't let a leader crumble. And this is where the spiritual abuse would come in, because then he would have these um, you know, sexual abuse or whatever the things that were occurring, and then he would tell them, yeah, and now you can't tell anybody about this, or else they're, you're going to lead people away from Christ if you're trying to bring me down. Right? This is, this is so crappy. Why does this have to exist? Why do these things, and why do people, especially pastors, why? Why does this occur? And it's such a shame and such a, a you know, in, in moments that it happens, you're, you're saying people have failed, moral failure. And these moral failures sometimes get swept under the rug and swept under the rug and swept under the rug. And eventually what we're telling these victims is that we don't care about you. We don't care about your story. We don't care about your voice. We don't care about anything that you have to say. We just care about our precious leaders. And that's wrong. And that is a complete abuse of power, one in which God does not ignore. And this is, you know, something, you know, that that is very serious within the church today. And this is where I would say, how do we break this culture that's happening within the churches today? That the, that a pastor gets elevated so far that they become untouchable. How is it that a, that a pastor becomes a celebrity and, say, and then say, people are like, no, you can't say anything then? Why is it that we're leaving this up to all kinds of areas of abuse? I mean, this is, this is where, you know, I, mean, I have a call out, a, I think, necessary for us to be able, as the body of Christ, to handle this. We're looking at the dysfunctional family, and there are these dysfunctions that exist, but it doesn't mean that we should ignore their existence. 
this is the reason for me highlighting all this dysfunction is because we're looking at a flaws, flaws within the body, flaws within Christendom that we cannot be silent on. We should not sit back any longer and say, well, let's just not say anything anymore. It doesn't teach the right message and it doesn't teach what God talks about. And so this is very important, I believe, instead of being able to to build bigger churches with a you know with a grand amount of audience that needs to grow and grow, we need to stop the celebrity pastor culture and say, what is it gonna take for us to get back to accountability, discipleship, iron sharpening iron? This this is what discipleship was was meant to be. It was meant to be a community. It wasn't meant to be one person elevated that wasn't Jesus. And yet what becomes more and, and a lot easier for people to do? Well, I can go and hide in a big church. I can go and hide in a in a monster place. No one's going to ask me about you know, the the things that I'm struggling with, and no one's going to be able to, you know, hold me accountable. I don't have to be vulnerable then. And this is something we need to break, because abuse within the church also should not be kept silent. We need to speak up, and we need to hold our leaders accountable within the body of Christ and elsewhere, but we're, talking, we're dealing with the church right now. And we can't allow these things to exist. I mean, it's heartbreaking to be able to think about the people that have been trampled for the sake of celebrity pastor culture. It's heartbreaking. The church has hurt people, and instead of being able to care for hurt people— the church is still it has ultimately said to these victims, you don't matter. We've got to break that. And we have to shine the light. And this is ultimately why I talk about this today, is because even as people are, are looking at our in my past um, Ravi Zacharias post, and I talked about, you know, the the impact. And yet here's, here's the real key in it, is that I'm also not going to be silent about the abuses. And I don't think anyone should be. We need to take moments and opportunities to hold people accountable, to make sure that, uh, that, that discipleship is occurring within our churches, and so that we can be sharpening one another. I don't know, this is an important issue, and I think there's ongoing conversation that needs to occur, because for far too long we've been silent. We're not going to be silent anymore. Mm-hmm.